Now, Backyard Millionaire. How to create wealth where you are with what you've got. Here's your host, Chris Story. Today, learn how to negotiate like a professional, how to invest in uncertain times, and why should you walk away from it all? And a short story about a realtor that was written entirely by artificial intelligence and a poem. I had it at the last minute. Write a poem about, well, you'll have to stay tuned and hear all about that and much, much more right here on The Backyard Millionaire. All right, I did also have ChatGPT write a joke. I'm not going to take credit for this. In fact, I probably ought to walk away as far as I can from this joke, but I'm going to say it anyway with the caveat that I didn't write this joke. I said to ChatGPT, I said, write a joke about a realtor. Here it is. Why did the realtor refuse to show the haunted house to a client? Well, because it was a dead-end deal. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, whom you gonna call? Ghostbusters. If there's something weird and it don't look good, whom you gonna call? Ghostbusters. I gotta tell you, that's a pretty good joke. It's not bad. I was just talking to a buddy about AI, and, and it's never going to take... Well, look, AI could take over the world and end everything. We know that. But I think this is going to become a tool that we just use for some of the heavy lifting. That's all. Sleeping in your bed. Who can you call? You know, I've told you about my morning routine in the past, and it's whatever. I mean, you know, I think sometimes we get hung up on, you know, what's the best morning routine? There is no best morning routine for any, for everybody. There's an individual, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy in the morning. But I've told you before, my morning routine includes gratitude. And every day I write in my journal, what time I got up, I then follow it with the notation gratitude prayer, because that's what it is for me. And it's a, it's like an un, unbroken chain every day. I go through the same gratitude prayer, and it's an an amazing, wonderful way to start the day. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about the power of gratitude, and it's, it's not groundbreaking research here. It's just thoughts, like how gratitude can shift your focus from, this is so obvious, but it shifts your focus from what you do not have to what you have. Do you remember the story about the guy, the farmer? who went to sleep incredibly happy and wealthy. He had a beautiful farm, beautiful family, wonderful home. He was happy and contented, and he was rich because he was happy and contented and had enough. He had more than enough. And this is the Acres of Diamonds story by Russell Conwell. And then the guy learns about diamond mines, and about the fabulous wealth that he doesn't have, and he can't think about anything else. If only in that moment he had been a little grateful for what he did have, he could have kept it together, kept his family together, and had an amazing life. But instead, he focused on what he didn't have. I've been thinking a lot about Anthony Bourdain for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'd run across an email or a picture on Google or something, or on YouTube, I don't remember. But just recently started thinking a lot about Anthony Bourdain, somebody who, as it turns out, 
apparently was a massive people pleaser. Like he just wanted everyone in his sphere, everyone he met, everybody to be happy and please everybody. And that's a that's an insecurity that I can relate to, that I tend to lean that way a little bit in my life. But he also was prone to melan- melancholy, melancholy, very dark, very moody, very down, and particularly on himself. And when you combine those two things, it's very dangerous. And you saw the result. Imagine gratitude had been inserted. Imagine there had been a sense of daily gratitude. And gratitude is a practice. Let me share this with you. Writing down what you are grateful for can make a massive difference because you see it. And there's something about scribing. There's something about writing down that instills in your mind something different than just saying it. A mantra written is more powerful than one just thought. And maybe that's why. I'm not sure. Maybe that is why I I write gratitude prayer. Even though I don't write out the prayer, I say it, I feel it, and it's instilled in me. But But I write it down every morning that I've done it. Maybe that's why. Taking a pause, so sort of reflectively saying what you're grateful for is a way of also pausing because we're strivers. You, you're striving for something. That's why you're listening to The Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. You want more. You want to do something. You want to grow. And it's once in a while to just hit the pause button and say, I am so content and I'm so grateful. As something as an investor, I have to remind myself pretty often. Because Stephanie and I, as I've told you before, we're always on the hunt, always surveying the landscape. But for us, it's a sport. But even even still, just ask Tom Brady how hard it is sometimes to, to pull back from a sport you love. And so hitting that pause button is, is pretty important. If time allows today, I'm going to share a retreat Tiffany and I went on recently, back in early March. We wanted to do sort of a reset, a refresh and we went on a retreat. And I'll share some of the some of the things we did on that self-directed retreat. We, we are our own corporation. We don't have anybody to take us on an off-site retreat. We have to do it ourselves. But I'll share with you how we did that. Plus, gratitude helps you redirect your thinking. Because once you get into a negative spiral, it, it's a little bit like I imagine a plane where, you know, you're hearing them scream, pull up on the stick. And, and they just can't can't get out of that spiral. And that's the same thing with our thinking. If you can pull up on the stick and use gratitude as the lever, the lever to get you out of that spiral and pull up on the nose and get lift again in life and then share it. You know, when you share, when you share your gratitude and here's something, are there people in your life that you're grateful for and they may not know it? The power of sharing your gratitude, the power of saying to somebody in your life, I see you and I appreciate you. Oh, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, mm-hmm. the whole world smiles with you, it's true it's infectious spreads faster than anything else on earth gratitude if you're grateful tell your face (laughs) you are listening to the backyard millionaire how to create wealth where you are 
with what you've got. We just got a new copy of our magazine, and it's called Good to Be Home. It's compliments of my real estate brokerage, Story Real Estate. I would love to mail you a copy. If you're interested in getting a copy of this, just send the word home in a text at 907-299-7653. It's a curated magazine we put together. It's, it's free to you. Text the word home at 299-7653, area code 907. And be happy again. Yes, and keep on smiling. There's an article in this magazine that shocked me, absolutely shocked me, and I have yet to I have yet to really determine if I believe it or not. But it's an article written by Allison Gomes, maybe it's Gomez, it's G-O-M-E-S. We'll go with Gomez, and it's called "The Rise of the Broken Floor Plan." The rise of the broken floor plan. Many homeowners, she writes, have actively sought open floor plans looking for homes with a kitchen and living room and dining room that are all melded together on the main floor. It's an appealing concept since the open space has multiple functions. However, the tide has turned in recent years, bringing a new contender to the forefront of home design, the broken plan layout. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to continue to read that, but if you want a copy of Good to Be Home, courtesy of Story Real Estate, Text message the word home at 907-299-7653. Have you ever asked yourself or told yourself, you should be better at talking to strangers? Do you, you know that person in your life who's never met a stranger? They're at home walking into the middle of a room. They do not need to know anybody there. And they are at home. And they can meet somebody. And then, like, minutes later, they're introducing the other person to you. that you, you, got, you just met this person and telling you their life story. They're from Minnesota. And they blah, blah, blah. Well, here's how you can get better at talking to strangers. There's four tips, courtesy of the Backyard Millionaire. Number one, approach everybody with a friendly demeanor. And this may seem super obvious and almost simplistic. But remind yourself to be friendly from the jump. That first impression, if you walk up and you, if you think a joke is what's friendly and it doesn't land well or it's misunderstood or not quite heard, you can blow it, everything. So don't start with a joke. Be friendly and put a smile on your face. Number two, ask open-ended questions. You'll find that this is, there's a corollary to these four points that also trans, transfer over to almost anything else you want to do, any relationship. Interviewing, for example. I love interviewing guests. And this next one, open-ended questions, that's huge. That's everything. You never want to ask yes or no. No, you got to ask open-ended questions of strangers, people you've just met. Inviting the other person to share about their life with you and feelings about something. That engages the other person in a way that an, a closed question, like a yes, no, did you like it, blah, 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 it doesn't. So open-ended questions. Number three, show interest and be an active listener. Dale Carnegie said that the, the, the most pleasing sound to the, every human being is the sound of their own name. So be interested. That's interesting, by the way. When you're interested, you become interesting immediately. And active listening means you're not just waiting for them to shut up so you can make your point. 
You're actively listening. And then finally, be respectful and considerate. You know, not everybody has your background. Not everybody knows where you're coming from. And by the way, you may have a lot more time on your hands than they do. So read the body language, read the room, be sensitive to what they might be going through. You don't know. You have no clue what somebody's going through. I'm going to tell you a tragic story of a stranger I met in, on a business trip, and it did not end well. And I'm going to share it because I think there's a lesson there. Plus, we've got the 10 best reasons to invest in real estate and why you should walk away from it all when we return here to the Backyard Millionaire. Stick around. Direct from Homer, Alaska. Don't panic. Just come up with a good story. Here's the host of Backyard Millionaire, Chris Story. Have you thought about investing, but you're just not quite sure about these times that we live in? Paul Harvey said the thing about times like these is there have always been times like these. And guess what? There's never been certainty in any time. I mean, guaranteed certainty beyond the due diligence you can do in the moment and the forecasting you can do in the moment. So if you're thinking about investing but are uncertain of the times with which we live, let me ask you this question. It's five years from now. Do you want to be somebody who has been earning equity, earning appreciation, and earning passive income and taking advantage of tax breaks over the next five years? Or do you want to be waiting and in five years from now, be able to say, hey, I'm part of the shoulda, woulda, coulda club. Guess what? I could have paid for that property five years ago. Do you even know? Oh, man. I can't believe you just paid that. You know what it was worth five years ago? If you're waiting for certainty, it's a little bit like Zig Ziglar said. It's like staying at home until all the lights turn green. You'll never leave the house. So you, you gain some certainty on your own due diligence. That means you put in the work, you put in the legwork, you put in the elbow grease, you figure out for yourself what's your best rate of return on your investment, what risks are you willing to take, how creative are you willing to be, and if you're investing for the long run and you're investing for a return into the future versus just moment to moment, then you're going to win no matter the times. I, I just, I promise you, that there will be some valleys into the future. And if you can time it just right, wonderful. But if you're waiting for that valley and you're waiting for the right moment, it could pass you completely by. Grandpa, tell me about them good old days. Sometimes it feels like, like this world's gone crazy. Take me back to yesterday When the line between right and wrong Didn't seem so hazy You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire How to Create Wealth Where You Are With What You've Got Working on the sequel to the book The Backyard Millionaire It's called The Schoolyard Millionaire I'm pretty excited about it The goal is to have that out by... November. I love the idea of launching a book in time for Thanksgiving. Not sure why, but I have this fantasy that you're sitting there by the fire, the smell of turkey in the air, and you crack the spine on one of my brand new books. I don't know why, but that brings me a thrill.
talking about talking to strangers, and I have a story. I, I want you to talk to strangers. I want you to get better at it. Remember, you, you were friendly and smiling right out of the jump. Maybe hold the joke for a minute or two. Well, I'll give you an example. I met a guy. Uh, he's still a good friend. His name is Darren McVeigh. Well, McVeigh, right? I met him in the first moment I took a huge risk. Now, he and I are both very similar, charismatic personalities. And in the first second, I hadn't even really said hello. And I said, how's your... You, you know where I went with that, right? How's your cut? I'm not even going to finish the joke. And he he took it so well. But do you realize what an uncalculated, idiotic risk that was? You don't meet strangers that way. It just so happened that we became friends. So don't do as I do. That's one piece of the story. The other piece is if you don't get to know somebody, you can do a lot of damage when you meet people. And and so it's it's about... And I'm not trying to scare you off of meeting people, but I just want you to recognize the power that relationships have. And if you don't take the time to get to know somebody, you can do some damage. I met a gentleman in an airport bar, and we were both coming back from the same convention. We had been actually lobbying our legislature, and uh, we didn't know each other. We met in the airport bar, and we had a few minutes to kill. And he... I, I was having a martini, and, and uh, he said, boy, that looks good. And I said, let me buy you one. He goes, no, nah, that's okay. And I said, come on, let me, let me buy you one. He said, all right. He took a sip, and he said, wow, there goes nine months of sobriety. And I thought he was kidding. I really did. I thought he was kidding. And I got to know him more, and we started talking. And it turns out he'd been sober for nine months, and that was uh, the first drink he had. And, um, well, let me just, you know, in that many months, and I thought to myself, why on earth did I, <laughs> you know, other than we happened to be sitting at the bar. So I take some responsibility in not having to got to know him first. I could have asked a dozen questions that it would have got like, what have you been up to? And he would have told me about how he just had an open heart surgery 12 months ago and how doctors had warned him that he needed to quit drinking. And all the questions that would have answered the one question or the one thing that would have been like, Chris, do not offer him a drink. So live and learn. Talking to strangers, though, when you come at it from an approach of wanting to learn and be interested in them, in the other person, you can't help but win. Hey, I've got 10 reasons why I think you ought to invest in real estate. Really simple. The first one is so obvious. It's called appreciation. You know that it's going to increase over time. Over time is the key here. The backyard millionaire philosophy is all about investing for the long run. It's investing for the long haul. We're not about fix and flip. We're about fix and hold if, if need be, or just, you know, buy a property does need fixing if that's more your speed. But but we're all about the hold, buy and hold, creating, secondly, passive income. Now, I'm really upfront about this with you. It's not as passive as just collecting a royalty. Say if you've created an invention and you've sold the rights to somebody and they pay you a check of the royalty. Now, that's passive income. But this is semi-passive income. You're going to be talking with tenants. You're going to be dealing with some problems, maintaining a property, but it, I enjoy it. So when I think about passive income, I think about it and I love it. I love the business of owning rentals. And if that sounds good to you, then you really need to think about real estate. Number three would be diversification. Um, my idea of diversity, and I know investors 
that diversify amongst stocks, bonds, 10-year yields and CDs, all the different things. No, for me, diversity means commercial, residential, single-family, multifamily, land. So that's a balanced portfolio, in my opinion, and um, a way to, to really diversify. But this is just, again, these are my top 10 reasons I want you to invest in real estate. And then tax benefits. I'm not a tax advisor. Do not rely on me for tax advice. I will tell you there are major and massive tax deductions and benefits simply for holding real estate and leveraged real estate. You may have the cash and say, I could put all this cash into one property. I would encourage you to think about spreading that cash out over multiple properties and taking the tax benefit from some of the leveraged opportunities and interest paid. And remember who's paying that interest, by the way. Not you. It's an infl- hedge against inflation. It's, a, it's an incredible, probably the greatest hedge against inflation is real estate. It, it's the safest and most secure way you can ensure that your dollar isn't being devalued because your real estate's going to commensurate and sometimes outpacing inflation. Leverage, already talked about that, but I'll repeat it. Leverage is a massive benefit for investing in real estate. Go and talk to a stockbroker and say, look, I've got 10 grand. I would like to buy $300,000 worth of Apple stock. <clears throat> Not going to happen. But you can leverage your way to a fortune in real estate, control I love, I love this notion because the backyard millionaire formula is to own and control four homes in your own backyard and become a millionaire. So I think that that's really something that just I really enjoy. And you probably do too, which is why you're listening to the show. The control aspect of your own investment. You are the CEO of YOU Inc., if it is to be, it's up to thee. You decide when to paint. You decide what to do with the property. You decide every aspect of it. And to me, that's it's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, tangible. Real estate's the most tangible asset. And here's another thing that I love about it. I had a consultation with a young guy the other day, and he was asking about maybe tapping into some of the equity of a rental property. And I said, don't do it. You, you can... If you want to, but the loan that this guy's got right now is so favorable, so good. The passive and the cash flow coming in is so good. I'm like, dude, if I'm you, I do everything. I crawl on my belly to avoid touching that equity and recasting that loan at this new high interest rate from 3.25 going to 6.75. Are you kidding me? No, don't touch it. Don't do it. But that said, it is a tangible asset that if you need to, You can tap into the equity without selling it. But I was encouraging him to do everything he could to avoid that. Uh, Number nine, the ninth reason I think real estate is the best investment possible is potential for renovation, sweat equity, improvements that you can make over time will absolutely and phenomenally grow your wealth to a point where you'll look back and go, "I I can't believe I didn't start this sooner. Envision the vision that you get to employ and the creativity. There's something really to be said about being able to be creative with real estate that's uh, immeasurable. And no other opportunity uh, exists. Again, go back to the Apple stock and then tell them how, tell Tim Cook how you think they ought to run uh, Apple TV. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no renovating. There's no improving upon the investment or the investment vehicle unless you own it. And that is real estate. And then legacy. I don't know why, but this has been coming up a lot for me lately. Just thinking in terms of what you can leave behind. 
and, and the, the assets you can leave behind and the, the, for future generations or even the legacy you're leaving by how you're living. And the legacy isn't just an asset column willed over at your demise. No, it's about how you live. The way you're living can impress upon your family something that's immeasurably valuable and probably more valuable than just the portfolio. But it is a legacy that you can leave behind if you want to. And those are just the top 10 reasons that I would like you to consider becoming a backyard millionaire. Gentlemen. It's come to my attention that a breakaway Russian Republic from Pakistan is about to transfer a nuclear warhead to the United Nations in a few days. Here's the plan. We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. <throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Virtucon alone makes over $9 billion a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Okay, then. We hold the world ransom for... $100 billion. I want to be a billionaire. So <laughs> oh, you got to love Dr. Evil. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire. How to create wealth where you are with what you've got. We're going to talk about why you ought to walk away from it all. Chat GPT wrote a poem about betrayal that you're not going to believe and your millionaire library. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story. Mr. David Webb is your engineer producing this broadcast. Thank you for being here. If you'd like to hear this show back or share it with a friend, go to my website, ilovehomeralaska.com. ilovehomeralaska.com. Also, wherever you get podcasts. So just look up The Backyard Millionaire on iTunes or Spotify, Amazon Music, any of those places, if you're one of those Android people, you can get it wherever those people get podcasts. Why does he have to separate us? I don't understand Android phones. That's why. But I digress. Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man who has practiced a thousand kicks one time. I fear the man who has practiced one kick 1,000 times. It's time for your millionaire library. Your library needn't be de deep. I think you could take a lot of um, advice there from Bruce Lee relative to your library. So he says, you know, the, the, the one kick a thousand times. Think about it like this. Um, if you've read a handful of books that are informative and that are inspirational and that are motivational and that are going to help create a plan and a path forward towards wealth. You don't need more than a handful. Now, you can have a library full. I've got a library full, and I love them, and I, I collect them, but almost like a book hoarder. But you don't need that. You don't need a whole room set aside for your books. In fact, you can have a shelf, just a couple of concrete cinder blocks and a plank on top. It can be a shelf where they stack 
next to the television. It doesn't matter where your library is. Think of it in terms of a library and make sure that you have these five books. This could be your one kick practiced a thousand times. The first book that must be in your millionaire library, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Absolutely a winner. And it's deep into psychology, studies of, of people that you've heard of, like Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, people like that, uh, Firestone, all the people from the turn of the century that we've, we know of, uh, Presidents, Wilson, others that are, that are captured into the book along with an underlying philosophy that really was spawned by Andrew Carnegie. It's phenomenal. Must have. Think and grow rich. Another one, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, written in 1911. Short little book, fantastic. Also, he's got another one, a compendium you can pick up that in the same book has As a Man Thinketh and then also um, Your Right to Be Rich, which is another phenomenal little book written in 1911. He died as a very young man. He died, I think, at 38 or 39, but he put out a handful of fantastic works, very short, very to the point, almost poetically written. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. It's a staple of thinking. Yes, it's real estate driven, but it's also about how you think about money, how the rich people think about money versus how poor people think about money. Uh, what's this next one? Let me see. Let me get my glasses on. Oh, The Backyard Millionaire. How to Create Wealth Where You Are with What You've Got. You'll notice that it's a parable that I wrote, and it's in a story form that, in fact, I have gone back and reread it myself, and it's in a story that engages me, and I wrote it. So it's great for young people, old people, people that have got 20 homes, people that have no home. The Backyard Millionaire, it's a story of success, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. And then another parable, and the last on our list, is The Richest Man in Babylon by George C. Clayson. The Richest Man in Babylon. It also is a parable, and it teaches you how to fundamentally handle money and make it work for you in life. Uh, something my dad taught my brother and I constantly, and I can't say that I understood it when he was teaching it when I was young, but it, it, he drove a point home, pay yourself first. And that, that can be a tough lesson. I didn't take that lesson until I was older, in my 20s. And then it hit me like, oh, that's what, he, okay, now I get it. Investing in real estate, excellent way to pay yourself first, by the way. So I was just thinking about these, these books, Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Thinketh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Backyard Millionaire, and The Richest Man in Babylon. What a gift. What a collection. What an amazing opportunity to give to the young people in your life that are about to graduate. Wouldn't that be something? To get them all five, you can order them all on Amazon. I've checked it out this morning. All of them available on Amazon. You can have it on their doorstep in two days. I have a new book out. It's got a chapter on blurting. You might want to pick it up. These days we've been looking up. We got so much to say. We got someone to love. We got good friends. They're so good to us. And haters can hate. And fakers can front. So we try to live like it's all. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. Flash fiction. I don't know why I've been thinking about flash fiction lately. Do you know what that is? 
it's like short stories, like a hundred words or less. I think, I think technically it could be a thousand words or less, but the flash fiction that fascinates me is like a hundred words or less, because how can you tell a story in a hundred words? Can you, can a story be told in a hundred words? Tiffany and I have this running debate. It's Hemingway that gets credit. I don't actually know that he said it, but he usually gets credit, at least in the, the places that I've seen, observed, or heard this quote, that it, it gets credited to uh, Ernest Hemingway. And it's this. The saddest short story in the world is baby shoes for sale, never worn. And depending upon how you hear that, depending upon how you say it, where the inflection point is, uh, it could be incredibly sad. The first time I heard it, the person telling it said it in such a way that it made me, it evoked in me this great sadness that there was a loss, never worn. And I told it to Tiffany, and I fully expected her to tear up. I expected like to see her eyes well and go a little choked up. And she's like, that's dumb. I said, what do you mean that's dumb? She goes, that could be they didn't fit. That could be you thought you were having a girl, but these are boy shoes. It could be that they just never had an opportunity to wear them. Um, it could be a million things. Why are you making it sad? I was like, oh, well, thanks for ruining that. But flash fiction is interesting. So here's what I did. I wrote, I'm going to need a beat for this. I'm going to need some sort of a, a, a beat. Give me a beat. There it is. Okay, I like that beat. So I wrote a flash poem. Okay, I'm going to share you the flash poem, share the flash poem with you. And then, and then I had chat GPT do some stuff. And I, gotta, I might be out of a job. Here's my poem. I call it Never Weather Mindset. God, that's good. <laughs> Never let the weather determine your attitude. Rain or shine, snow or sleet, everything is fine. And everyone you meet is divine, oh mine. Oh, that's good. Come on right can't you just picture me in a coffee shop wearing a raspberry beret raspberry beret no a beret of some kind what stop it all right i think we're done with the beat yep done with the beat don't need the beat for chat gpt it's going to have to earn its own place in society so here's what i did i i put in i i created a poem in chat gpt and a couple of short stories so let's go with the flash fiction first. So these are 100, I said, write a unique story, 100 words about a realtor. So the key there is unique. I didn't want to just repeating something. So I entered into chat, write a 100 word story, unique story about a realtor. Here's what it wrote in maybe three seconds. Are you ready? Lena was a successful realtor but she had a secret. Every night, she would sneak into one of the empty houses she was selling and stay there until morning. It was a small rebellion against the monotony of her own life. One night, she found herself in a beautiful Victorian house that had been on the market for months. As she settled in, she heard whispers, footsteps, but she brushed them off as her own imagination. When she woke up, she found a note on the nightstand that read, Thank you for spending the night with us. We've been waiting for someone to appreciate our home. From then on, the house was never empty for very long. If 
be something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? I didn't know I was gonna get uh, to use this twice today. If there's something weird and it don't look good, who you gonna call? All right, so that's a little bit of an interesting story, right? I mean, there's a hook right out of the gate. She's got a secret, right? She's a realtor who cares, but she's got a secret. You want to know. So that's intuitive. That's an interesting uh, story right out of the gate written by AI, and it's completely unique. It's not a machination of, of a variety of stories. It's a unique little short flash fiction. All right, here's what I asked it to do. So I asked the chat GPT to write a story about a man who regretted not investing in real estate. It's a hundred word unique story about a man who regrets not having invested in real estate. Here's what it wrote again in like three seconds. John had always been hesitant to invest in real estate. He didn't like the idea of taking on a mortgage or dealing with tenants. So instead, he put his money in the stock market, hoping for big returns. Years went by, and the stock market had its ups and downs. But John stayed the course. However, as he got older and closer to retirement, he realized his mistake. He saw his friends who had invested in real estate enjoying a steady stream of rental income and watching their property values soar. John regretted not taking the plunge and missing out on the opportunities real estate could have offered him. Hello. Hired. All right. Now, this was fun. Uh, I asked ChatGPT to write a poem about betrayal. I don't know why. I just thought, okay, what, what would force some sensibility of emotion and not just a little rhymey thing, but just something that would employ its ability to intuit emotion and pick up out of text that's been put into it. I'm not saying it's thinking, but can it come up quickly with a, with a poem about betrayal? Here's what it said. Betrayal. This is an AI, the poet. Okay, here we go. A friend once close, now turned foe. The pain of betrayal cuts deep and low. The trust we shared, now shattered and broken, leaves me feeling lost, hurt, and unspoken. The memories we made, now stained with lies, I never thought you'd be the one to despise. The bond we had, for now forever severed, leaves me questioning how, how could you have been so clever? The hurt and anger, they burn like fire, as I try to move on and not tire. From the pain of betrayal, I'll learn to heal and find new bonds that will help me feel. But the lesson learned, I'll never forget. To trust with care and to never regret the people I choose to let into my heart for the pain of betrayal, it tears me apart. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams, my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. You're the lucky ones who have been told free as a wind. Well, maybe AI ain't so bad after all. Maybe it will help us. Why not walk away from it all? 
Well, I'll tell you that and much, much more when we return here to the Backyard Millionaire. Stick around. All right, you're listening to the Backyard Millionaire. I'm Christopher Story, along with Mr. David Webb, bringing you what my mom calls the greatest show on earth. Having a little behind-the-scenes conversation, Dave was asking, will there ever be another college-trained great writer, you know, from a composition standpoint and so forth, with all this technology available? Well, it's like my math skills have not improved with the aid of a calculator at my hand 24-7, right? I think that's his point. So here's what I said. I said, well, another uh, friend of mine, Max, was telling me that he heard that professors are able to take works, put it back into chat GPT and say, who wrote this? And it will say whether or not chat had a hand in writing all or, or some of it. So I thought, well, let's experiment. So I just took the betrayal poem, a friend once close now turned foe. You just heard it moments ago. And I put it in the chat and I said, who wrote this? Chat said I did. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, kids, be careful. Do your own work. The Backyard Millionaire Four Home Formula is, I like to call it a success formula that never fails. And I borrowed that line from W. Clement Stone. And because it's so true, it's called buy and hold. So again, come back to the question I asked earlier. When, when you look back in five years, after having, having accumulated the equity of two, four, or more properties, all that tax-free phantom income until or unless you sell, and then even then you can defer it, Tiffany and I are getting ready to look at liquidating one of our properties, but we're not going to take the cash ourselves. We'll never touch it. In fact, we will take all of the cash and it'll go into an intermediary's hand called a 1031 exchange and they'll invest it into at our direction into the next property. It will never once touch our hands. And we're thrilled because of the minute it touches your hand, guess what? That's right. It goes to two hands, yours and Uncle Sam's hand. So we're going to take that whole of the equity and move it into another property. And so, again, the four home formula is something that will last throughout time. There is no, there's no disproving this formula. There's only proving it, and I want you to put it to the test on your own. If you want help, if you want a consultation, Tiffany and I are, for, are offering a free consultation because we're ramping up a consulting business. And what, what do you need? Well, you need you need some people to start it. Okay, how does it start? It starts with a freemium model. That's what we're doing. So we're offering it to you at no charge. Simply text the word CONSULT at 907-299-7653. Take advantage of it now because it ain't always going to be free. 907-299-7653 and we'll arrange a consultation. And we're, our goal, remember, here at the Backyard Millionaire is to help 2,000 people create a billion-dollar impact in the world by helping create 2,000 backyard millionaires in the next 18 months. It's a huge goal, and I don't care how close we get to it, I'm going to be thrilled and inspired if you're one of them. So send the word CONSULT at 907-299-7653. Why not walk away from it all? Well, but I mean walk away from it all, I mean like stress, disease, the, the risk of stroke and diabetes, walk away from it all. The benefits of walking are proven. They're scientific. And if you walk three to four times a week, you increase your likelihood of living not just longer, but healthier. 
lowers your risk of all the chronic diseases I mentioned, including heart disease, stroke, and diabetes, helps you to manage your weight by burning calories and building muscle mass, improves cardiovascular health by strengthening your heart, circulation, your circulatory system, reduces the risk of osteoporosis and other bone-related diseases. Did you know that? Just simply walking every day boosts your immune system, reducing your risk of illness and infection, improves your lung capacity, your oxygen uptake, reduces stress and anxiety, releases endorphins, improves your cognitive function, including memory. What? Memory? Not hearing. Memory. Who lowers your risk of depression? I really think if we could walk a day, walk away, I think a lot of the prescriptions could go away. Increases, that's not chat rhyming, by the way, that's, that's all me. Uh, increases energy levels and improves your sleep quality. Sleep is huge. Tiffany and I were just talking about that. She's been doing some research on sleep and the importance of sleep and not just sleep, but particular kind of REM sleep that you absolutely need. And if you walk and put that into your daily routine, you will walk away from a whole lot of trouble. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Well, not every cover is great. <laughs> I would have preferred the real Johnny in this case. Not every cover can be fantastic, but people try. I love covers because you find something unique, and a lot of times I find a unique voice. And once I find that unique voice, I like to bring it to you. Um, that just wasn't one of the better ones. Owner financing. I want to get to that because owner financing could be your gateway to becoming a backyard millionaire. Owner finance is the investor's best friend. And here's what I want to tell you. If you're thinking about investing using owner financing, I want you to be flexible on price and terms. Do not get locked in on the lowest interest rate. Do not get locked in on the lowest price. If the owner finance is available, you as the investor need to be flexible. Not them. They're the bank. Think of that person, the owner of that property, as the bank. They're not going to be flexible and bend to your will unless you're writing a check. And even then, there's certain limits. There's only so much reduction that's going to go in for a cash offer. We've talked about that on previous episodes. You know that. But the reality is when you're offering um, a certain amount down in interest rate and sales price and terms to an owner, to owner finance and carry back the paper, you're the one that needs to be flexible and creative. So I want to put the onus right on you. The personal responsibility is right on you to create the best deal you can get. However, remember, the lowest interest rate the deal of the decade does not make. You could insert the lowest price of the deal of that it doesn't create the deal of the decade. Um, it's not always about that. So even acceleration. I was in a consult the other day with a guy, and I was telling him, look, if you can get this, I want you, if, they'll, if they're willing to order finance and you can get this interest rate that you really want, I want you to consider padding the offer by an X thousand dollars. In this case, it was 5K. I said, add 5,000 bucks to it. It's called accelerating the note. And what are you doing? You're, you're basically handing a, a magical $5,000 you're not actually holding. It's future dollars. And which, by the way, will have been diminished because of inflation. So they're 5000 of tomorrow's dollars. You're handing them as an incentive. 
And we instinctively as sellers love that. Look what I just got. I got an extra 5K. Of course I'll do this. So be willing to accelerate the note. Be creative. Be flexible. Do not get hung up on the lowest interest rate in the world. I once put a deal together for myself and I ended up with a higher interest rate that I wanted, but I got the term that I wanted on the length of the note, on the length of the loan. And so, you know, it all, it is all a variable and you just got to be creative. Now, if you are a property owner and you happen to be a little bit older or you've got some money set aside, it's not doing anything. It's not earning above inflation, let's say, for example, or you, you're about to roll it out of a CD and you want to put it into some other instrument and go to work for you. Consider being an investor in notes and deeds of trust. There are warehouses. There are places you can go and buy them at a discount. Let's say it's a $200,000 note and you maybe get a 20% discount or 15% discount for purchasing it. So the face value is 200 and you're going to pay maybe 180, 185. So you've got that built in appreciate that built in um, acceleration right there in the form of a discount. Um, but it's a great way without owning toilets and, and being responsible for tenants and vacancies and all that. It's a great way to stay investing in real estate or start investing in real estate. And if you have questions on that, that could be part of our consultation. Remember, send the word consult to 907-299-7653. Tiffany and I will jump on a call with you and we will do this. And again, you're helping us all the while we're helping you because we are building a consultation business. And so we need to go through the process with you. And that's actually going to help us in our process moving forward with this new company. Thank you for being here. I wanted to get to the retreat. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to do a special podcast just for you. So I want you to go to ilovehomeralaska.com. Tiffany and I are going to record a special show just for you online. And it's going to be about how we did a personal corporate retreat in March earlier this year and the process we went through. I'm going to, we're going to break it down for you. So she'll jump on with me. We'll do a, a special podcast. Go to ilovehomeralaska.com forward slash podcasts. And that'll be there in the next couple of days. This show will be here later today. I am privileged to be your host and guide through this journey as you become a backyard millionaire. You become somebody who lives in an optimistic and grateful way. I'm working on it every single day, and I'm grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'm Chris Story for David Webb and myself reminding you to look forward in life, learn from your past, but never forget that the good life is lived right here in the present. Your old